Greetings there, travelers. Welcome to the fire pit of the seven dice. Still working on getting that in back. It has been fun, to say the least. Wingover's asleep right now. He was just taking watch. It's my turn. He left me some notes here so I can tell this story. We gotta get back to that in though soon, or else our memories are gonna start to fade. Ah, this has been nothing but trouble. Alright, let's see here. Uh, oh! <laughs> Strangely, the mailman found us. Um, I'm not sure how, but he did. Floated on in. Uh, we have a review here from Master Flex. Oh, S Master Flex. Sorry about that. And that is from uh, Seth from the Cheaper by the Dungeon. They're another barter group that you should check out. Real good. Anyways, five stars. Literally transported my soul. Ballad of the Seven Dice is so incredibly immersive. The production quality is top-notch and everything is so tastefully edited. However, a show isn't good on production alone. You need a killer cast to truly ascend, and this show has it. Emzy, Ronnie, Kelsar, Borodon all have such interesting dynamics with each other and also stand alone as intriguing characters. Lucas the DM has a scary mind too. This story is at times terrifying and filled with horrifying imagery and ridiculously tense moments that'll make you sweat. And it says here in brackets, pull over while driving during these moments if you're listening in a car. But Lucas weaves a tale for his players that pushes them to the brink and honestly it's pushing me too. He is not afraid to do anything to his players. Oh, before I forget, NPC voices on point. All in all, this show is a wild ride of emotion, but it is so well done, you're going to want to hang on and listen carefully to every word. Now go listen. Thanks, Seth. We really appreciate that. You can go on over and check out their show, Cheaper by the Dungeon. Alright, let's see here. We have a Battle Bards recruit somewhere here. Where? Oh, there he is. Oh, Trent again. Damn it. Hey, Trent. Yes. You should go to battlebards.com and check out amazing sound effects for your table. Such as... Horseback riding and merchant lines. Yeah, okay, that alright, that's that's enough, Trent. Thank you. Alright, uh Traveler. I think we're just about there. Alright, yeah, so last time we had a crazy table of Ronnie. Learned a few things about that guy. He was married. I feel like every time I know Ronnie, I don't know Ronnie. It just another thing pops up. So, without further ado, let us hop on this, and we will look into Bordon's Prologue, an arcane understanding. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Bordon, Dwarven Cleric in Chosen of Time. 
Borodon, you find yourself floating for a moment. Your consciousness is hazy. Everything is cloudy in your mind. You can't remember where you just were. What just happened? Were you traveling? Was there a fight? It's all not too clear. And you feel your body. It's almost as if you're floating through water, but you're not wet. There's nothing touching you. And slowly you feel your feet touching the ground. And then gravity resumes once more and you're standing in quite a familiar place. You look around and it looks like Mons Regnum, but it's empty. There's no one around. It's kind of hazy, like there's a gray sort of filter put over everything. You look up at the sky and you don't see the sun. It's just really cloudy up top. While you're looking around and your mind is trying to put itself back together, you're trying to order your thoughts and slowly you're remembering bits and pieces, you hear the clink of a walking stick. And coming around the corner, you see what you believe to be Dumathoin. You've encountered him once before, back at his, his plane of existence. And he's slowly walking up to you. He gives you a short wave. I go to him, and I kneel. And then, like, it, like there, there are so many things rushing in my head right now. But, like, I first say, My lord... Where am I? Is this a memory? Am I living in a memory now? I can't remember anything. Hmm. Borodon, rise. We're inside your mind right now. <sighs> well, that's why it looks like Monregnum, but I can't, like, there's nobody here, so, yeah. This is uh, a place of safety, a sanctuary in your mind. This is where... Your brain is taking you to try to process things and recover. What, what happened? Like, I can't remember anything. There was a fight. You encountered a great being of power. You encountered Dorum and her three generals. <sighs> they destroyed New Dawn. Oh, no. Your friends are still alive. You're still alive. You're hurt, though. Walk with me. Okay. And staff starts clinking on the ground as you're walking through. And he waves a hand. And the city looks a lot more in ruin. You see the color starts coming back. The sun is up in the sky. You see there are broken crates, smashed windows, doors are open. There is no dead lying around. There are blood splatters here and there. You see there is food that is rotted on tables as you're walking past. This is Mons Ragnum as of today. It's not gone completely, but the people have gone into hiding. They've taken to the caves below the mountain. 
There are places of worship there, inner strongholds. Well, as long as the people is alive, Mons Regnum is alive, it doesn't matter, like, if the city... I mean, of course, I want the city to be, like, to stand strong, but as long, like, the city is the people, it doesn't matter what, where they are right now. As long as they are alive, Mons Regnum is alive. That is very true. You see a large group of undead march past you. They don't seem to notice you at all. You see some dwarven skeletons, human zombies. There looks to be some large abomination, many bodies put together, that's walking amongst them. That's... The dead wander these streets now. Did Dorm did that? Hmm. She started it, but the rest has just been, well, the world. There is a lich that saw these undead, saw them all running amok, and uh, has taken over. And now they control the undead that march through Montregnum. <sighs> so, but do you think there's still salvation for the city? He looks at you and smiles, a little coy smile. You know dwarves just as well as I do. You're not going down without a fight, and we'll make sure this city is taken back once more. Don't you worry, boy. Thank you. It has been so tiresome. The burden I put on you is great. The power you hold is... While it's restorative, it could be practical and useful, it's also very highly destructive. I know it's a heavy burden that you carry on your shoulders, and I know it weighs your soul down. But I have faith in you. I have seen what you'll do, and I know it's good. Thank you, Domathoin. It's... It has been such a, you know, long journey so far. And sometimes I feel so lost. The the power you conceded me, like the time magic. Uh, I try my best not to use it. I mean, I did use it in a wrong way once. Mm. And like I feel ashamed because it was so... I used the power for my own gain, right? I did sort of helped Roni, but I don't know. You learned from it though, right? True, yes. So, in a sense, not all was lost. You learned from this mistake and it made you better. Thank you. I know there will be times of temptation and I know there will be times where you don't always succeed. And that is okay. No one is expecting you to be perfect. You may be the king's son, but you're still just a dwarf. Remember, you can fail sometimes, and that's okay. I think the, the biggest problem, like my biggest challenge with like working with like chronomancy is that if something goes wrong, it goes very wrong. Like, I've aged... 30 years, I think. Hmm. When, like, my, my magic, like, backfired. 
I just wish I had a little bit more... I don't know, it's not even control, it's it, it's more like a... Like, sense... How far can I stretch it? You know? I don't know, like... I, I Like... Everything sort of about, like bows down to, to time. Time is the one true king, right? And I have the power to bend time. But, you know, how far can I go without actually breaking it? And also, I've when I re rewind the time, I've sensed some eyes. I don't know, like, I've sensed some watchers, you know, like observing me. There are many beings that desire this power. Beings old and new. There are some gods that wish for this power. But don't worry. This is not a power that could be stolen from you. This is only something that can be gifted. The power of time is desired by everyone who plateaus through their strength. And they all wish to have more time. They all wish to find a way to bend things to their will. How far you can push it is up to you. But I do suggest baby steps. Maybe not the whole planet next time. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. But when you used it before, back in Arkham, that was a good example. When you were sending the message back in time, that was also another good one. Unfortunately, you had a lot on your mind, so it slipped a little bit, but you were on the right path. And no, there will always be a balance. Not everything will be corrected when you touch time. When you go to rewind it, there will always have to be a balance of things. If you stop something bad from happening to you, then it will most likely affect someone else. Now, it's unbiased. It will not just affect good people. It could affect bad. You don't know, but there will be a balance through time. It will find a way. Like, when I, when I rewind time, am I creating another timeline? Or is it... So, it's, have I... That's a difficult question to answer. How, how many me's are there? Because, like, I know Ronnie, like, there were a gazillion Ronnie's. That, that's at, that's at what, what uh, like, her, <laughs> her daughter told us, right? And how many me's? Or am I the only one me? And then am I holding, like, all my other me's in check? So I can just, I don't know, send my mind to another me? And then I'm, but I'm still the one me? Or... Am I... This is so confusing. It's a little bit much to wrap your head around. But Borodon, there is an infinite amount of you and of everyone else. Us gods, we oversee it all. We see every version, every timeline. We would be driven mad if it wasn't for what our minds can process. But the mortal mind cannot process all of that. 
It'll just send you to madness if you keep looking into it. Know that you are you. When you change time, the you goes to where you are. It's not a different Bordon that takes over. It'll always be you because you're the one affecting time. You're not overriding, you're not killing. You're just shifting yourself or creating another line, another world line with yourself in it. Okay, so what's the point of us saving our timeline if, like, the other timelines fail? Like, do, do they actually align at some point? There is a convergence. At important moments in time, all the timelines will come together. And what we're seeing is that all the timelines are coming together with Dorum trying to open that portal. Oh, so we really have to stop him. So, as long as one timeline succeeds, then all the other timelines succeeds as well. Let's say that, like, the entire group was wiped out. Like, my entire group wasn't, like, was completely uh, wiped out in one timeline. Mm -hmm. But on the other timeline we we are actually successful we we bring down dorm and uh like we prevent you know like the, the the barrier to go down so what like how does that work all the timelines that will fail will be erased oh. their existence will be no more this thing that's being summoned this being beyond the void consumes everything, time, space, any memory, and when they fail, their timeline is eradicated, everything in it. So the one, we need one to succeed so that we can continue on, because if none of them succeed, then everything is lost. I think that's reassuring. I mean... As long as we succeed. And know this. The one who travels with you. The Disruptor. You mean Ronnie? Yes. If you feel your powers are going out of hand. If you feel that you're losing control and something terrible is going to happen. He's your failsafe. He can stop it. How? Like, I'm, I'm literally, like, order time like i don't know that i think that's why you gave me the power to change time right because i i i don't know like i'm just like time i am i don't know I, I there have been many like him they've always existed there's always at least been one i'm order his chaos he's pure chaos Yes, he's known as the Disruptor. There's always one out there. And for some reason, the rules, reality, magic, things like that seem to fizzle around them. They cause problems. They stop rituals. They cancel portals. They cause spells to just cave in on themselves simply by being there. And... If he learns to harness this power, it could be 
very powerful, and that is why Dorum went to such lengths to try to destroy all the different versions of him. Oh. But she did not succeed, for one still remains, and he travels with you. So, Ronnie's technically the most important piece in our group right now. Hmm, I wouldn't say the most important piece, but I'd say you each have a role to play, and that is his role. But I mean, like Dorum, she's basically pure magic. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she is magic. I, I sense that in her so strong. And if Roni can actually disrupt her magic, maybe to quell her power? So, yes, like, I, I have to keep Roni safe. Oh, no. And I know that's difficult. <laughs> it's like watching a child wander into traffic. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, he is an adult, and hopefully he'll be able to help you somewhat. And you do have other friends. Kelsar is a hero. As much as his failures weigh down on his shoulders, there is a story behind him. And he needs to figure that out. And there is more to Emzy than he lets on. His people are often quite secretive. And... He cares about all of you, but I think he's just worried. Worried about what? What might happen if he... Hmm, if he shares too much. I see. He's, he's super secretive. I mean, there is no worse group. Like, to, to be, you know, <laughs> gathered together. We were all... Not over the moon when we heard that it was you four. That would be the ones to change everything. We we are worried, <laughs> to say the least. But surprisingly, and uh, to everyone's surprise, but also uh, a great occasion, is that you've managed to get this far. You've brought down Arkham. That was... Dorum's last stronghold. That's reassuring. What happened to Arkham anyway? I, I've met one god there. It was the god of death, or the keeper of the dead, Necros. Hmm. They went home. What's home? And I need to know, like, I, I know that Yolanda is alive, I can sense that she's alive, but <sighs> is she trapped? there? Is she trapped in Arkham? I, I, I really want to, I don't know. I sensed something different in Arkham. Like, I sensed something different in Necros. I, I've, I've always seen death as like a, a bad thing as the end. But with like having the power like having time magic I don't know. Death seems in, like actually avoidable I mean you know I, I just I just feel it I just I, I feel like Necros actually has a, has a role to play maybe it's not important I, I just I just felt something hmm where Necros is now 
The world is in pain. Their world was attacked by a great old one. And their world is still suffering from this attack. I believe the people who all got dragged there, they're all stuck now in that world. It's... I don't know how easy it would be to get there because the Great Old One is still in that world. To open a portal there might lead it here, but there might be other ways, other ways to communicate. <sighs> don't lose hope. I'm certain there is a way. You simply must look. Look into it, look further. Faerun holds many secrets, many ancient magics. You all need to grow stronger. Look into them. That, that's what I'm trying to do. It, it has been so tiresome, though. I know. Everything is so amazing, but at the same time, it's so overwhelming. This world, it's fighting for its life. We're all trying to stop that which is beyond the void to press into here, and me and my siblings, we grow tired. But we will do everything we can. How many gods of death are there? I mean, because if Necros actually died or vanished, what, what would happen? A new god of death would take his place. There always must be death. Death is inevitable and constant. We all will die. All gods will die. But death will be the last of us to go. So that, that's why I feel he's important. There has been so much death already. Maybe he can assist us after Arkham and maybe if we get him stronger? I don't know. Seek out the one known as the Purple Mage in Sanctuary. They will probably be able to help you in this. They know a great deal of magic. Does it have a name? <laughs> Everyone has a name, Borodon. But some things you must discover for yourself. People just call him, like, by his alias. I believe that's what he prefers. Interesting. Because names have power, right? Yes. Perhaps it's to protect people that he holds dear. He most likely has made a number of enemies being this powerful. It makes sense. Now I'm sorry, Bordon, but this is really going to hurt. What? And then you wake up. And everything hurts. Your body is in a tremendous amount of pain. You can't move your right arm you are under so much rubble and there is blood coming out of your nose your ears your eyes you know you know quite a bit about medicine so you feel that a number of your ribs have been cracked you think oh. one of your legs is definitely broken ah and you can now hear people outside and they're moving rubble around you could hear people go i don't know i can't find anything ah. over here I think I have, like, project voice or something. Oh, thaumaturgy? I'll use that. I'm here! So your voice booms out, and you feel like some more dust come and fall down on you. You kind of probably shifted a few things with yelling that loud. 
and the pain just like as your voice just booms out and it vibrates through you just everything hurts and you hear people quickly rushing over and like oh my god it I think Bordon's down here. Quick, move. Move this stuff. Quick. Oh. Ah. Oh, God. Okay, move this over. Uh, Bordon? Uh. Um. Yes? This is a lot. Uh, we're gonna put you under, okay? Thank you. You feel the effects of a sleep spell as you look down and you see your arm is completely twisted around. You see your leg is snapped and pointing upwards. And there's rocks that are dented into the sides of your armor and sleep just overtakes you. (sighs) You hear the sound of birds chirping and slowly open up your eyes you feel so stiff and it's still sore but it's not as painful as it was before you look and see your arm is back to normal same with your leg and you're lying in a bed in the chosen headquarters you look over to your side and you see MZ is covered in bandages and he has a cast in one of his arms and both of his legs. You see that Kelsar is damn near in a full body cast. And he's unconscious as well. You look over and Ronnie's bed is empty. His sheets have been kind of tossed around a little bit. You see an ashed out cigarette in a little tray near his pillow. <gasps> and you just slowly start coming to as you're looking around. You shouldn't have been smoking here. <sighs> Everything hurts. Someone walks into the room. Your bleary eyes kind of focus a little bit more, and you see Elwyn standing there, the tall Rakasha, his tiger head peering around the corner, these burnt orange robes flowing down to the ground. He walks into the room and looks around a little bit, see if anyone else is awake, and looks down at you. Borodon, you're awake. Barely. It's been a few days since New Dawn. What, what happened? Did we, did we win? I can't, I can't remember anything. Hmm. Well, Doran came in, and she destroyed... All of New Dawn. Thanks to MZ's quick thinking, he managed to save a number of the hunters and help them escape. Unfortunately, Sven and Doomsayer were among the fallen. Oh no! They... They were killed before they could transform into those... Corrupted. So, I suppose that's a minor blessing. I think so, but... Astoria tried to protect Amelia and Spellsinger, but Doran found her. When we found Astoria, she was gravely wounded. She's still unconscious right now, but we do not know where Amelia and Spellsinger are. We assume that Doran has them both. Oh no... Dorum Hell Spellsinger? We think so. 
Oh no, like, we have tried so hard to, to, ah, we should have killed her. Why the hell we didn't kill her? You were trying to help. That's a normal thing to do. I think so, but our whole, our whole mission was to kill Spellsinger and save Diana. Did we fail? In some extent? Well, I think... In one hand, we have destroyed Arkham. And you did save Diana. She is still alive. And doing well. She's helping train some recruits. But... We did lose Spellsinger to Dorum. And we lost two of our most powerful people. And Astoria is still unconscious. Yes. I am currently in command of the Chosen. She won't be happy when she knows that Sven is dead. I don't know how she'll take that news. Oh. Unfortunately, it will have to happen. Yes. But we'll let her rest for now. Yes. Here's some new clothes. Thank you. We were having a hard time changing you. You are pretty banged up. So I check for my belt. Yeah, all your all your gears there. It looks like it's been repaired. Your belt's there. Okay. The little stone that MZ gave you is in uh, one of the pockets of your armor. Thank you. <sighs> Everything hurts, though. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine so. I wasn't there at the time. I was back here at the headquarters getting a few things done, and I saw the meteors fall. Yes, I'm remembering now. It felt like doomsday. It very much looked like that when we got there. Thankfully, Billy was able to throw open a portal and get us there quickly. How can we fight such a being, though? Dorum is so strong. Nothing we do actually stops her. It's it's just hard for us even like to delay her. What can we do? We must find a way. This world is big, and it's ancient. There are magics here. We must look into different ways to defeat Dorum. We have people now researching around the clock to figure this out, and we're looking into these strange, large fish hooks that were left behind from those large monsters that were defeated. So I'm, I'm starting to, to recall my dream. Or was it... I was talking to Dumathoin and he actually said that Ronis the disruptor, whatever that means. Hmm. Have you seen like every time he crosses a portal the portal closes? Or like magic in general just goes crazy around him? Maybe he does have a power over Dorum or maybe to defuse uh, I don't know Dorum's power or something. It did seem odd, and in one of the reports that was given, there was mention that he seemed to change age when he was doing certain things, and the... He pulls out a little notebook and starts flipping through it. Aaron Bordeaux said, Ronnie appeared as an old man, and then a child, and then middle-aged, and each time he was wearing different clothes and looked differently. And then he went back to being himself. What? 
There's something there. I don't know what, though. I've never heard of this disruptor, but that might be a lead. Could be. Did you know that Dorum killed all the other Ronies? I didn't know there was other Ronies. There is multiple us. There are multiple timelines. So there is multiple views in in those, like, infinite timelines. But Dorum... Dorum went and... I think she tried to kill all of them. I don't know if she actually succeeded in killing, like, every Roni. But she was really into it. Like, she was really... It was her mission. She killed all other Ronis, it seems. I mean, at least that's what Amelia told us. Then keeping him alive. It would be a great asset to us, using him somehow, if we could figure out how to do that. I'll have someone look into this disruptor business. See if we could figure that out. Thank you. Uh, so, I think it's time for me to leave bed. How, how's MZ? How's, how's Kelsar? They were very seriously hurt. Almost all of Kelsar's limbs were broken. His ribs were shattered. We've done quite a bit of healing to him, but it will take time. And with MZ, his arm was completely shattered. There was no bone left intact. One of his legs was fractured in three separate places. And he had an injury to the head, but we managed to look into this as well. They'll be okay. Do you need any help? No. Magical healing has been done, but the body still needs rest. Yes. It can only do so much, right? (laughs) Yes. Ronnie was up a, a day after, I believe. Lucky. He managed to dive into a doorway, and uh, it seemed to have caught a lot of the brunt of it. He was still harmed, but not as badly. Ah, as long as nobody, like, has died, I think, I think that's a that's a gain. We have lost most of the army, from the assault on Arkham to Dorum's assault on New Dawn. We only have enough troops left to be defensive. I think now our focus will be providing as much resources to groups like Deathshift that can go out to do smaller tasks, research, reconnaissance, until we can really figure out where Dorum is and how to destroy her. So you mean we'll perform more, like, precision strikes? Yes, but those will be up to you. You will determine where you wish to go. You'll agree as a group, and whatever resources you need, we will help you. Because we are just as much in the dark as you are. Shouldn't we be, I don't know, maybe gathering all the other cities? We have contacted the nation of Cormier, as well as we've contacted Waterdeep and Baldur's Gate. They've all been alerted. And right now, we are planning on meeting soon to discuss things. Oh, that's that's great. (sighs) Well, thank you. Thank you for everything, Ellen. Of course. Thank you for all your hard work. I'm sorry that you've been put through all this, but we're all in this together. We have to stop them. That's the least I could do. 
he pats you on your side and he nods to you and says I must be going there is a lot that Astoria used to do that I have to take over for I don't know how she did all of it may Dumathoin bless you thank you and he nods to you and quickly walks out your stomach is grumbling. You're starving. You probably haven't had a proper meal since you've been taken out. Okay, so I, I want to eat. Yeah, you smell food coming from the main hall. It's almost like a cartoon where you kind of lift up and you follow the scent. <laughs> <laughs> like flying? Yeah. Okay. And so you, you get there and there is tables laid out with food it looks like lunch has just started and you just start chowing down on everything your appetite is immense <laughs> you see a lot of people here they're they're eating while reading or they have one of those large fish hooks sitting on a table with a number of symbols all over it while they're discussing it you see Albedo floating over and has multiple books just floating around them as they flip over page by page. You see that there's the three dwarves that are all talking amongst each other and arguing about what's on this symbol that's on this fish hook. And you just see loads of people around. There's a lot of the hunters that are discussing things together, trying to figure out maybe plans of attack. You just stuff your face until you're good and ready. Okay, so I go to Elbido, and uh, I say hi. Ah, greetings, Borodon. How are you feeling? A little bit rough around the edges, but I'm I'm alive, which is more than I can say about many of our fellows. Yes, it is unfortunate. This war has been difficult on all of us. So, Elbido, would you know where I can find the Purple Mage? Yes, the Purple Mage is located on an island just near the harbor of Sanctuary. You could probably hire a small boat and be taken there. I think I'll do that. You know him? I have not spoken with the Purple Mage myself, but he is renowned here. Many of the locals wish to speak with him, but few have been able to get an audience. So he seems very powerful, right? Very. He has a small group of people that live on his island with him. I need to talk to him about my time magic. I believe Astoria had contacted him before about this. He should be expecting you. Oh, good. That's... That's good. So, I think, Albedo, and I'm... I'll be on my way. So you step outside and the autumn wind just hits you as you walk out. It's a nice brisk cool. It reminds you a little bit about the mountains and makes you a little homesick for a moment as you feel the cold wind hitting your face, your beard sort of drifting a little bit in the wind. You adjust your belt a bit and just sort of take a deep breath and start marching towards the harbor. Okay, so I talk to whoever can help me with that. So you go on down to the harbor and 
You see a lot of people, they're there, they're carrying crates on and off boats, barrels. You see people are arguing about prices of fish. There is a number of warehouses where people are gutting and beheading fish and just throwing the slop into buckets. The smell is quite powerful while you're out here. And you see that just all around this area, people are bustling, but there is a look of unease on a lot of people's faces. And you see that there is this, a couple small boats and some men just sitting on them fishing. Off in the distance, you see a tower that's on a small island. Hmm. Can I talk to the, I think it would be like a boat keeper or something? Yeah, there's a guy, he's just sitting there by his boat, he's fishing. Excuse me, um, could you please take me to that island? Hmm, you want to go see the purple mage? Correct. Mm. All right, I'll take you there, but he probably won't want to see you. Uh, well, from what I've heard, it seems like he's expecting me already. Oh, you must be someone important. That'll be one silver. Okay, so I toss him, like, two silver. Oh. Yeah, thank you for helping me. Quickly pockets it, and uh, you both get into the rowboat. It's a little rocky at first. And he has to navigate around some of the larger vessels that are here. But as you're going, every so often you get a spray of the salty air that just hits you. And it's quite refreshing We are going there. As you come closer and closer to this island, you see it's a little bit bigger than you expected. Mm-hmm. There are large trees that are on it. There's a nice sandy shore. There's a little dock that's been set up. You see a couple of horses just running along the island. There's no reins on them, no saddle. They just seem to be running free. This tower goes up very high, and it just arches into the sky. You see these large wooden doors at the front of it, and there are different runes carved into it. You see a few windows dotting here and there on the tower as it keeps going up higher and higher. Can I try to decipher what the runes are? They're a little too far away at the moment. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. But I can still... I, I mean, I see that there are runes, but I cannot, like, decipher what they are. Yeah. Gotcha. You come up to the little dock, and the man stops and ties up the boat. All right, here you go. Thank you. I'll wait here for a bit till you're ready to come on out. I'll just be fishing in the meantime. Sounds perfect. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And he sits down, sets his tackle box down beside him, and just starts casting out into the sea. So as you're coming up to this tower, and you see, like, the windows, you can't quite see in them. It's reflective. But you notice there's a purplish glow that's coming from these ruins that are on the door. And looking up to the top, since the middle of the day, you didn't notice much, but you can see weekly a a pulsing purple light coming out of the topmost tower windows. You imagine at night that must light up pretty well. Mm -hmm. You see, getting closer, these ruins just seem to be runes of protection and alert and that kind of stuff. Just things that let them know that someone's either there or trying to get in or trying to break in. Mm -hmm. So like cameras. I mean, not cameras, like... Pretty much. It's like wizard wizard security. 
yeah yeah like the you know like the lights what's it called like the motion lights or whatever it's called oh yeah the motion light sensors yeah, yeah. exactly okay <laughs> you go and uh, you're at this door and before you could even really knock it opens up and you see this large man he has this black braided beard he's wearing uh, these clothes that look like they're more fit for summer wear a lot of riding clothes it's like very ornate and delicate beadwork that's been put into them and you see there are just a multitude of colors that are on their clothing they look down at you and who might you be my name is Bordon and I'm looking for the purple mage Boradon. He looks back for a second, something on the side of the wall, and then he nods. Come in, Bordon. I am Malik. Me and my people stay here. We reside with the Purple Mage. Have very nice clothing. Thank you. You walk into here, and it looks a lot larger than it should. This place is massive. You are going around this uh, this entryway. It's very ornate. Like there's a few benches. They have some lush cushions and everything sat on them. There are flowers that are growing near the windows. You see, there's a little stream that's going through the uh, not the middle of the floor, a little off center, and it looks like it goes through one side of the tower off to the other. You see a few different spiral staircases leading up you see there's a number of uh, symbols glowing on the ground in different spots. There are books upon books sitting on tables. You see a number of other people in here. They're all dressed similar to Malik. Uh, some of them are working on making other clothing. Some of them are just sitting and talking and relaxing. One person's actually brushing down a large horse there. And there seems to be you didn't see it on the outside, but there seems to be another entrance for these people to come in and out. Are you servants of the Purple Mage? No. No, more like friends. I see. He's helped us before, and unfortunately we were displaced from our home, and we had nowhere to go. And he kindly offered to give us refuge, and it has been good here. It, it's very beautiful, like that's for sure. This tower is quite large, and the caverns below offer a lot of area for our people. So, are you, like, cavern dwellers, or...? <laughs> no. We prefer the plains. We love to ride our horses. And the Purple Mage has been very accommodating. Cast spells throughout the caverns to make it as though we were outside in the plains. We also ride on the island. Sometimes we go into sanctuary and ride outside of its city limits, but we don't travel out too much these days. A lot of strange things have been going on. Do, do I still have my, like, my horse? Yeah, you have your figurine on you. Ironhide. Yeah, the magic war pony. Yeah. Yeah. So you summon this pony... And uh, it quickly it stomps its hoof a few times and is looking around, a little surprised. And it nuzzles up to you. And its uh, long gray mane and 
It's darker gray fur and everything is on it while it's just nuzzling up to you and you instantly smell this very strong smell of horse. Well, Ironhide, to just, like, to just one question. If I let him loose for a while just for him, you know, to, I don't know, to gallop around and all of that. I I mean, I just want, he's a magical being, but I don't know if it's like an actual living creature. I think he is. So I just wanted to give him a little bit of freedom, you know, just to gallop around and... Yeah, he, he seems intelligent, seems to have, uh, you know, a mind of its own, so... Mm-hmm. So yeah, you uh, you let Ironhide uh, just outside, just to run around on the island? Yes, yes. So he happily goes out there. He seems to get what you're, you're trying to convey to him, mm-hmm. and he runs outside quickly and darts off between the trees. Okay, back to the purple mage. Don't worry, your pony will be looked after. Thank you. He's a very special pony. It seems so. You keep him in your pocket? Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a way to keep him safe. Magics are interesting. Oh, you tell me. Such amazing, yet powerful things so dangerous yes very i've seen firsthand the dangers of magic what what happened to your people if you don't mind me asking like sorry your uh would it be city would it be village there's a village okay what happened to your village if you don't mind me asking our people were under attack there was a number of creatures coming into the area the officials of the area cleared out the creatures, uh, the assistance of the purple mage and his friends, but then ordered us out of there. They at least thought that we were a part of the problem and we were attracting more of these creatures. We had to leave these lands that we called home under a threat of the people who ruled there. And the purple mage, gratefully, he gave us a place to stay. There are many of us here. I mean, at least you guys are still together, right? Yes, and we are grateful that we get these additional rises of the sun. We are able to enjoy our time together, thanks to him. Maybe one day I'll be able to do the same for my people. I hope so. Are your people in danger? Yes. Dorum destroyed my entire city. Like, she just... (sighs) Summoned a bunch of undead and... She just destroyed my kingdom. My people is in in caves now, which we're, I mean, being dwarves, we're just used to, but still. But no one wishes to lose their home. Oh, no. Home, home is where the heart is, though. That's what I keep telling me. Yes. I'm sure you'll find a way to save your people. Thank you. He pats your shoulder and... He gives you a smile and a nod, and then says, Come this way. Step on this spot here, and it will take you to his quarters. He's aware that you're here. Thank you. You step onto the stonework, and you see these glowing runes below you. And you could tell this has to be some sort of teleportation spell of some kind. Mm -hmm. And you feel just this quick drop of your stomach, like an elevator going down. You just are suddenly in this room. It looks like a study. 
there are books lining the walls and there are more and more just layers of shelves going stretching further out there's a large desk the number of books piled up here and there there's a quill that is flying furiously across the table and an old man is sitting in a chair looking at you his robes are this deep royal purple his hat is sitting off to the side he appears to be balding somewhat his beard is grown long. You see there is ink that's on his fingertips. He must have been writing for a while, and now he seems to be using magic to continue to write. Borodon, is it? Yes. Um, I just know you about your alias. I don't know your real name, so I purple mage. You can call me Helleron. Well, it's a pleasure, Helleron. Please have a seat. Thank you. Would you like anything? Ale? Tea? Something to eat? I would like some tea, please. No, 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 I want some ale because I'm a dwarf. It's not... It's up to you, whatever you want. It's not a hum- It's not Humberto, it's... Yeah, I would like some ale, please. He waves a hand and a bottle and a mug come floating out. It pours into there and it fills the mug right up and floats right in front of you. Thank you. Of course. Now, what is it that you seek? I seek guidance. My my god, the god I serve, Dumathoin, he gave me the power to change the course of time. And I've been using it, but I don't have a proper knowledge. I don't have, like, proper stu- study. I mean, I can use it, but I don't know how to use it well. It seems like you're a very powerful mage. I'm good at being a cleric, but I have I have no knowledge of um the arcane. Yeah, like of magecraft. Is it what it's called? Yeah. Of course. Chronomancy is one art of the mages is so I, I'm I it feels like every time that I'm I'm using my time magic powers It feels like I'm breaking something or something very, like, very bad is going to happen. Like, something could derail and affect not only myself, but the people around me or even, like, the timeline that I'm in. So, I'm I'm seeking help. (sighs) Yes, chronomancy is, as you said, a school of magecraft, though it is banned for obvious reasons forbidden from being taught most who seek it end up destroying themselves but it seems that it is in you how did you come across this power Dumathoin granted me this power Dumathoin, interesting makes sense, the keeper of secrets the most powerful librarian there is one would say <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and just focus your powers in front of me? You don't have to use them, just focus them. Okay. How does your how does Bordon look? Does he like hold his hands out in front of him? Does he like clasp them together? I hold Dumathoin's symbol with my right hand, and then I hold my left hand in front of me. So like the fingers like open. My hand stretched right in front of me. 
So you concentrate and you feel your symbol warming and you feel this power flowing through you. You see the symbol on your left hand glowing a bit, which the purple mage seems to be staring at a little bit. And then this white energy just kind of flows around your hand in a clockwork motion. You see there's little ticks. It's almost like there's a clock hand that's around your outstretched hand. He stands up and he leans on this smooth jet black staff. And when you look at it, it's almost like there's a bit of shimmering on the staff as if it was the stars, the night sky. And he clinks towards you and he looks from all angles. He's wandering around and peers at your hand, peers at the symbol that's glowing. He peers at the magic. Interesting. So it seems the magic itself is tied into your very being. Huh. With powers like this, often when they're granted, they are... Think of it like an accessory, something you would wear. Uh, it gets put on your, your aura, your soul. But this has been melded into you completely. It's seamless. It's as much a part of you as your heart or your mind. Wait, so it's it's me? I don't understand. Like, if, if, if it's part of me, why can't I, I don't know, use it better? <laughs> oh, Bordon, many magic users all wonder the same thing. He goes and sits back down in his chair. The arcane is different from the divine. With divinity, you are granted these these gifts from your god, and you can channel them. You have faith that your god is giving you the appropriate amount of power, and then you use that power to perform miracles, like when you're healing someone. I see. So we're technically like a, a catalyst? You're a conduit for the god's magics, yes. But the arcane, there is no god looking over and ensuring how much is placed out. Instead, it's you drawing from the well. And it takes time to learn the balance of this. Of should you use too much power, what will happen to you? If you use too little, will the spell fizzle out? And... That's what you're trying to do right now. You're used to a god granting you an ability and you use it. And so probably when you first use this ability, you just set it on full strength. Correct. I actually rewinded time. His eyes go a little wide. How much time? Maybe five minutes? I don't know. Okay. It wasn't that much. That's good. Hmm. When you use this power, what does it feel like? It feels like water. I don't know. Like, it feels like water coming across me. And then that water, like, I project that water and I create, like, a bubble of time like I, I don't know it's 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 so strange 
You know, when, like, the water, like, splashes on you? Yes. I feel time. I feel time splashing on me. And then it hurts, depending on, like, how strong it is. It envelops me if I'm trying to rewind time. Or if I focus on sending a message. It's like I'm, I don't know, concentrating time into just one spot and then I say something and that is just projected to another timeline or another me in the past or the future so it feels like liquid it feels like water but without being wet it I don't know it feels like at the same time it feels good but it feels frightening. It's so much power. Yes, it is a lot of power. What you're experiencing is your own power flowing out of you, your own power rushing out, you're opening up the gates, and it is overwhelming. I remember when I first learned to cast spells, it took me quite some time. I woke up in the middle of the night one night it was raining outside and i thought that our house had been struck by lightning and little did i know it was me i shot this lightning out of my hand and i burned a large hole in my room oh my father was furious it took me forever to fix it but that's that's what happens to a lot of us spellcasters when we first gain these powers when we start maturing often when we hit puberty our powers burst out of us and that's when we need training and for you you've never had this so for you this power is just bursting out now and it's so strong right i have such a responsibility to wield like this power correctly because otherwise i will affect everybody not just me. So, like, it feels such a responsibility, such a burden. Not like the bad type of burden that, like, you wouldn't want to have, but the burden of, as like, because you have it, you need to know when to use it properly. That That's how I feel about this power. It is good. I can do great things. Uh, with it but but at the same time if I do something wrong it will derail and it will derail fast and hard yes when we learn spells we often learn them uh, at a lesser level of spellcasting we learn to change a thing's color or maybe float an object so that if something goes wrong with that magic the result won't be catastrophic and unfortunately, your entry into the arcane is through chronomancy, and there are a lot of side effects with that, a lot of dangers. But I can help you, Borodon. Oh, please. <laughs> because helping you helps me. I don't want to see terrible things come about from your chronomancy. I feel it's my responsibility to help you. Yeah, you know what? When I've... Like when I rewinded time, I felt I felt being observed. Like 
eyes, you know? Be, I, feel, I felt being watched. Yes, there is many beings outside, and most likely, when you use chronomancy, you're touching the time stream, the energy that flows through everything, and there are beings that live inside that. There are beings older than time that use that time stream and they swim through past events. They swim through time itself. And so when you used it, you probably maybe stirred one of these creatures and it looked at you. That could be good, that could be bad, or it could just be nothing. Some of them have zero interest. Some of them are a little jealous and don't like to share. And some are benevolent and seek to help those who dip into this power and help them understand it. Well, let's hope for the latter then. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I want you to stay here for a week or two, and we will teach you how to harness the arcane. Does that sound okay with you? I can contact your people and let them know. It sounds perfect. I hope you like studying. <laughs> I've been doing that literally my entire life. Well, then that makes two of us. <laughs> All right. Well, where shall we get started? Damn, travelers, there was some heavy stuff in there. Hope everything's gonna be okay for Bordon. He has such a tremendous weight on his shoulders. Then to top it off, he has to babysit a bard. Wonder what that's like. And he has to try to work with his mysterious and very high-stress crew. Oh, I really hope these people make it. I suppose we'll see still there in Travelers. If you're looking for some fun extra content, or you just want to support us here at Ballad of the Seven Dice, maybe help us rebuild an inn, uh, feel free to hop on over to our Patreon. We have a ton of extra stories on there. All sorts of new tales exploring all the different parts of this story. So why don't you hop on over there and give it a look-see. Maybe you'll find a few things you like, and all your support is incredibly appreciated. From the support recently, we actually even got to make some merchandise. So if you hop on over there, if you go onto the Ballad of the Seven Dice website and click on the store, you can actually check out three different shirt designs. If you want to see a logo one, there's one with a wing over sheet music and also one with a death shift silhouette. Well, why don't you go check that out? Maybe you'll find something you like. But travelers... It's time for me to hand this over to Wingover. He's got to keep watch. Uh, I think he says, I bid you all adieu. beautiful, filled with hope, ripe with life, now stares into the enderness of extinction, where kingdoms reigned, capital cities now sprawl, 
rife with fear and loss, and those upon the edges of the wild become fewer, as corruption seeps from deep shadows. While manifests may tear themselves from my dreams, we will take back the light they have taken. Join us at BrunetKingdoms.com. Fight with us. For this is the Chronicles of the Grey Wolves.